The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. It was normal to be exhausted. It was normal to feel guilty. It was normal to... Michelle. Hey, Carling. I actually almost said, hey, Carling. Oh. Weird. Okay. Let me move this mic so it's closer to both of us. Oh, hey. 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 How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Happy Tuesday. All right. <laughs> are we new here? Are we new here? That's my favorite TikTok right now where it's like, are you new here? Yeah. No, started. I don't know that. I've oh, okay. seen it. Carly, you're on the wrong side of TikTok. I know. I'm just on all the third lesbian thirst you traps. You are. There is one that I want to do with you. Tell me. Where you will go into a handstand and end up with your legs over my shoulders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll sit up. I'll help you. Obviously. So then <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> and then, so now your legs are over my shoulders. Right. Like your Naturally. crotch is in my face. Right. But like in a platonic way. Okay. And <laughs> and then you put your hands around the back of my head mm-hmm. and I fall backwards. Okay. So then your feet end up on the floor and you're like holding, holding me you. up. Right. In between my crotch. <laughs> In a platonic way. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. I could do that. Watch our stories. We'll post it. We'll make a reel. <laughs> we should actually try it. Oh, God. One of us will end up in the hospital. Anyway, I got lost in a provincial park this morning. <gasps> I'm so glad that you came out alive. Did you have to set up like smoke signals or SOS on the ground or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I really just opened up maps in my phone and was like, oh, we needed to turn right back there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so but, I went, but I went for a walk with my friend Rachel. Mm-hmm. We are just like doing a morning coffee dog walk. And then I thought I'd be done by 10 and get to your house mm-hmm. and record. That was my story. But this woman... <gasps> had the audacity tell me so we're walking we each have a dog with us this bitch Mm. i know we don't swear on this main feed but let me tell you her and her friend were probably in their 60s okay they were wearing matching coats i don't know if that was on purpose okay they had walking sticks like you know like each had two yeah yeah like it's very treacherous out there in fish creek park yeah (laughs) yeah my dog pooped and Uh so as is standard i was reaching into my pocket to find a poo bag Mm -hmm. to pick up the poo Mm -hmm. so i'm like standing there rachel's holding my coffee because i'm holding the leash in one hand and now my other hand is looking for a poo bag yeah of which i have 1800 in my pocket right this woman stops probably 10 feet uh, in front of us and turns around and is watching me and i was like do you need something can i help you and she was like well your dog just pooped i was like "Uh uh-huh 
And she's like, are you going to pick it up? <gasps> and I said, I am literally fishing a poo bag out of my pocket. In the, if I wasn't going to pick it up, wouldn't we have just kept walking? Uh, yeah. Why would we be standing around? Staring at it. If I was going to be an irresponsible pet owner, I would have just... Irresponsible? Irresponsible. <laughs> an irresponsible pet owner, don't you know? I was wow. like, yeah, I'm getting a poo bag. And I said... I said, I don't know what I said. And she's like, okay, well, lots of people don't pick up after their pets. And I said, okay, why don't you just assume, not assume and keep yeah, walking? Yeah. And she's like, well. Take your walking stick and shove it where the sun don't yeah. shine. Wow. You know, I had a similar experience with a Karen this week. I went to go drop off donations at a donation place. You know, right, the, as you do. The ones that you just put the bag in and mm-hmm. close the thingy. Did you try to jump in? Because a lot of people die every year. No, I did not try to jump in. Okay. That would hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think it's usually uh, people yeah. who are either under the influence or looking for somewhere warm or... Oh, that would hurt so bad. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, Carry on. The donation bin used to be in front of a daycare. Okay. So I went over there and it wasn't there anymore and I saw that it was moved. Yeah. So it was moved beside the dumpster. Okay. So I pulled up. And I took out my two bags. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were garbage bags, but they were filled yeah. with donations. Mm-hmm. And I put them in the donation bin. Yeah. And as I'm walking back out, this lady goes, you know, it's illegal to dump garbage in dumpsters. And I was like, right. I was donating these things. Uh-huh. In the dumpster? Like, <gasps> no. In the donation bin? That's literally right here. So she assumed that I pulled up to throw garbage in their, like, private dumpster. I was like, who are you? Yeah. I'll throw you in this dumpster. <laughs> you get in this garbage bag. <laughs> And she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. I hate that. Yeah. I wanted to pick up the poo and throw it at her. (laughs) But her and her walking sticks were too fast. And I think her friend was a little embarrassed. Because her friend was like 10 feet in front of her and like never turned around. No. Oh, Lord. Keep your mouth shut. Okay. You're just like easily easing me into the next thing that I have on my list. Mouth breathing. I I feel attacked. (laughs) I feel attacked by this subject. <laughs> no. Okay. I saw TikTok and I had heard this years ago. I like followed these people on YouTube and they I'm talked about it. not going to breathe now while you're telling the story. No, it's actually for recording purposes. It's less loud if you breathe through your mouth. There's some health benefits and an entire study done on sleeping with your mouth closed. It's better for your teeth. It's better for you don't snore as much. Right. You get a deeper sleep apparently. You don't leave that big puddle of pool, <laughs> like puddle of drool beside your head. Do you drool? I'm a mouth breather when I sleep. But you don't swallow and gape and open. I don't know. I guess I'm not. sleeping. What? <laughs> well, I'm going to install a camera and see what happens. So anyway, I was watching it, and then just in an in a moment of like, I want to do this, I went on Amazon and ordered mouth tape. <gasps> and it's like a little X, like an adhesive X that you like put on your lips. Let me tell you why I'm a mouth breather. Do you see the size of my nostrils? Well, this is where this is going. (laughs) So Lindsay and I uh, had some weed chocolate. Okay. And I was laughing so hard. And I was like, I ordered something on Amazon, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. But you're you're off tomorrow. And when it arrives, I need you to open it right away and text me your thoughts. And she was like, what did you order? And I was like, I've said too much. (laughs) Just wait until tomorrow. So we went to sleep, forgot all about it. The package came and she was like, what is this about? <laughs> it's 
What kind of kinky stuff are you into? (laughs) So then we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. The topic of your nostrils (gasps) did come up. Oh, my God. And I said, I said, kids were so mean in high school. Yeah. They they teased you about. Coin slots and they asked me how I breathe. Yeah, they said a dime wouldn't fit in there. I will shove a dime up my nose right now. But you do. And then we were talking about which of your kids have your nostrils. They all do. Kids, gather down. I need to, everybody stand next to each other. Yeah, why do you, Why are your nostrils so little? Now everybody's on our Instagram right now looking oh, at our God. pictures. I do have little nostrils and I don't know why. I is have a the, small nose. But is the um, like inside part the same? I don't know. Size? I don't know. Do either of your parents have small nostrils? I've never really... My dad doesn't. I know. I'm trying to think of your mom's nose now. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I breathe out of my mouth, and that's why I breathe out of my mouth. Because, like, look. And if I have a cold, like, my nostrils, like, suck together. Yeah. I mean, I'm not recommending... I'm not recommending mouth taking. Did you try it? No, I'm going to. I just haven't yet. You have to do an Instagram story. I will. I'll be like night one. <laughs> Just set the camera up on a time lapse. Yeah. With your mouth taped shut. So yeah. So you can see what happens. And then the other thing I was going to talk about. I'm fine, by the way. <laughs> I know. I am like right jacked up talking this about the things. Carling show today. Well, tell me. Tell no, me no, about. No, no, You tell me your rest of, the rest of your stuff. Well, I just thought we no, usually talk about one then the other. Do it. The, well, now I feel embarrassed. <laughs> you guys. I'll be the judge of that. I was recognized. Yes. Like, excuse me. That's what? Amazing. And while well, going back to this poop lady, the my first thought was, who's this bitch? Yeah. But because that's my first. What thought. if she was like, are you Carling? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that your dog? If she had had a little bit of attitude. Yeah. So I recently bought us car decals. Yes. It's, it's like a decal, but it's like, it's just our website. Yeah. It's just, I did not sign up for this dot CA. Yeah. Go check it out. Um, and so, and it's big enough that I put it on my window, uh-huh. except I'm impatient and not good with detail. Mm-hmm. And so my joke was, it's not centered or straight, but neither am I. Right. And it's just a little offside. A little crooked. And a little crooked, but there it is. Okay. Because, like, I thought I'd have time to sort of, like, find the right placement before really right. getting it stuck on but there. But you had to, like, commit. Yeah, one in one centimeter of it just like attached to the window. There was no moving. That was it. That was it. And so I have it on the back of my win- my back window. Yeah. And is it still called a windshield? Rear back, wind- back shield. Because <laughs> <laughs> a windshield is to protect the wind coming at your face when you're driving, mm-hmm. but the back doesn't do that. What do you call that? A back windshield? A rear windshield? A rear shield? <laughs> Anyway, I have it on my back window. (laughs) (laughs) I have it on my back window. Didn't think anything of it, although I am more aware of how I'm driving. Yes. So I pull into the Starbucks drive-thru and I'm just listening to a podcast. And all of a sudden in my rear view mirror, I see the car door behind me's door open. And I was like, oh, like, okay. You're like, ma'am, we do not do that in a drive-thru. Well, I don't know what the situation is. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I hear a on my window. And I look over and my first thought was, what 
did I do? Yeah. What do you think I did that you need to now talk to me about it? <laughs> but then I then I got it, this is all in one second. Then I thought I had secondhand embarrassment because I thought, is my gas tank open? Right, right. Is something flying out my back window? I was instantly Tell me embarrassed. You have trauma without telling me you have trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so I like roll down my window. And she's like, are you curling? And I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then instantly I have every photo of every human I've ever seen in my life yeah. running through my head. Yeah. I don't know who this woman is. Yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. And she's like, oh my God, I listened to your podcast and I love it. And I just saw in your back window and I just like, I had to say hi that and tell you I love it. so amazing. And I was like, are you joking me right now? Like I turned into the most awkward, yeah. bashful and I was like, thank you so much. I, like, you actually don't know how much this makes my whole God, life. that's amazing. And I was like, that is so kind of you. But then after all that, I never thought to ask her name. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, how did you hear about our podcast? Yeah. And her kid used to go to school with your kid yeah. when you lived in Calgary. Right. How long ago was that? Ten years ago? No, God. No. Five years ago? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I was like, thank you so much. And she's like, well, anyway, I just thought I'd say hi. And I was like, great. Thank you. <laughs> great. And then I just like, ro- and then I was the next car up to order. And I had this whole like, did you pay for a coffee? No, but I thought about it. Should I have? <laughs> as long as you thought about it. I don't know. I Yeah, I was it like, been like a nice little thing. But like, you don't have to. you're not obligated when someone recognizes you to buy them coffee. I just thought I was like, is that more uncomfortable? If I'm like, I'm that car behind you, they recognize me. (laughs) And I want to get their car. Like, I just became very embarrassed and aware of what was going on. (laughs) And the fact that I didn't know who she was. And then like, I was like, do I wave as I drive away? Yeah. Was this as impactful for her as it was for me? Because now I have to go and tell the whole world about it because I'm so Absolutely. shocked. And I'm like flattered and embarrassed and like stunned. I have all, it was a lot going on That is me. amazing. But we think her name is Melissa. Yes, I believe it's Melissa. She, some of her kids were in some of my kids' class. Yeah. So Melissa, like I cannot tell you how much this meant. I know. Me. That's amazing. So if you see one of our vehicles with our license plate or with our not our license plate don't dox us or anything with our sticker our back windshield sticker just say hi send us a message or say hi or tap on our window follow us home (laughs) follow us to our work our kids daycare our schools no big deal start taking photos of us and sending them everywhere um yeah we get all these like super like creepy photos of ourselves me flipping somebody off me cutting somebody off yeah, we might want to rethink the decals on the back of my car, especially. Okay, I am being serious when I say, I was like, do I offer one of these to Michelle? <laughs> Is there somebody else's vehicle that would also advertise for oh, us? Oh, gosh, yeah. I have, t- I have a couple things to say. Oh my God, tell me all about it. One thing I have to say is that I have another tooth infection. Because I'm the worst. Because you... Tell the story. You had... Uh, I had an abscess tooth and I got antibiotics for it mm-hmm. in November. And then I didn't so much as go to the dentist. Right. Because like the antibiotics don't fix it. It's like a it. band-aid. Yeah. They're yeah. like, Here, this will get rid of the infection. Yeah. You got to go to the dentist. Yeah. And then I ended up with another infection. But like worse. So much worse. That's why you were throwing up. That's why I was so sick. Yeah. Like I had, it was like cold and hot and... Yeah. Just like a Katy Perry song. Oh, you're hot up in here, cold. I was like, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Oh, God. <laughs> I kissed a girl, got an infection. Yeah. 
No. So that was not fun. I had to go to urgent care. Urgent care. Get some antibiotics. And, and now like, here's the funny. Here's the thing that I thought about. Like, do they look in your mouth? Yeah, he did. Because he's not a dentist. I know, but you can see it. It's it's a it's a cavity that is now turned into like a problem. Oh Don't make that face at me. Sorry, How dare I mean, you? Oh I have dental anxiety. Do I am you? one of many. Do you suffer from dental anxiety? I do. I hate the dentist. One time I went to the dentist and they put those um, trays in my mouth yeah. with the fluoride, and mm-hmm. I literally had a panic attack. I was like breathing, like hyperventilating. Is it because you couldn't breathe through your mouth? Oh my god, maybe. <laughs> maybe it is because you like are worried about impacting your airway. Maybe. In my head, I just hear Sarah McLaughlin singing in the arms of an angel. Mm-hmm. It says one in three Canadians will suffer from dental anxiety. It's this a real year. thing. <laughs> For true. less than the price of a cup of coffee a day, you could help people like Michelle. Yeah. Totally. But this is the thing I was telling my therapist, because this is what I'm very bad at, is that picture me like a car. I also do this with my car. Yeah. My ex and your friend, Lindy, has a reminder in her calendar to remind you to get an oil change. She does. So this is how I treat my body as well, is that I don't do maintenance. Mm -hmm. I only go in when there is a complete and total breakdown. Yeah. You're you're reactive, not... Proactive. proactive exactly so i do not maintain i just go in when it's like a crisis situation right. yeah so you did make a dentist appointment, i did make a dental appointment but you literally made it at the exact time <sighs> that we had scheduled to record your i know part four of our podcast i know i'm a of our patreon i know but your dent the dentist comes first well i mean we could record from the dental office <laughs> we could do a whole thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then my second thing is just a little thing but we recently got a new Patreon. He is a friend of my husband's. They met when they worked at Wendy's together a million years ago. Yeah. And he's been listening to our Patreon episodes. Since its inception. I know. But he joined our Patreon and then he texted me and he was like, told us that we missed a very important detail <gasps> in our cock and hen party that we had. So Anthony and I had a bachelor bachelorette party together yeah. at Dixon's. We forgot to mention that our cab didn't show up, so we needed to phone a driver, and that driver was Jay. Aww. <laughs> Do you remember that? That He had to come and pick us all up. That's so fun. Why wasn't he at the Hen and Cock Party? No, he was. Oh, but then he left, because he didn't drink anyway. No, I don't think he drank. No. No, he was invited to the party, but on the way there, our cab didn't show up, so then we're like, hey, can you oh, come pick us up? Oh, to bring you there. To bring us I there. I thought it was like at the end of the night, we no. were drunk and phoned him. Oh, that's so funny. I know. So, we, so he texted me that. That's really funny. Yeah, and he's texted me this crying emoji. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. So I told funny. him that I would shout. I was like, well, now you get a shout out. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Jay, thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. It was so fun. Speaking of the Patreon. Yeah. Look how this just flows. Look at that. Everybody should join our Patreon. Yeah. Not everybody. Only if you want to support us and have the. Only if you like us and love oh, us. Oh, God. No big deal. Only if you, too, want to see Michelle go to the dentist. Oh, God. Nobody wants to see that. Well, I will I will live stream this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, guys, we have a Patreon. And if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what that is, it is a monthly subscription. Mm-hmm. And just one of the ways you can support the work that we do, you get instant access to over 48 Eight? or 49 yeah. episodes. And these are episodes that you will never hear on our main feed. 
And we also like to do giveaways when we can. Mm -hmm. And as a way of saying like, hey, thanks for supporting us. Totally. And so you get two bonus episodes a month. Plus you get entered into a draw. I said entered. Entered. Entered into a draw. (laughs) This month, so the month of January, all active patrons will be entered in to win a copy of Marcy's book. And Marcy was last week's episode and she wrote a book called The Good Stripper. Yeah. And so I am in possession of the copy and on January 31st we will do a draw. Anybody at the second tier, which I think is seven or eight dollars, mm-hmm. I should know this, gets entered twice. And if you're at the five dollar level, you get entered once. Mm-hmm. And I am gonna ship out the book. The book to the winner. That's exciting. And we have lots of guests coming up that have books, even our guests today. And there will be more giveaways. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Absolutely. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Hello, Miriam and Ashley. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Doing great. How are you? Good. I always try and say like, good morning, but we kind of have a three funny time zones. It's like early, early for us in Canada. Ashley's in Ohio. So it's like brunch. And then Miriam, it's like dinner time for you. Yep. Yeah. Almost dinner time. Yeah. So (laughs) I just say hello and good day, I guess. (laughs) We're so excited to talk to you. It took us a while to figure out like time zones and schedules, but we did it. Here we are. We made really it. We are. Is it? What's the weather like? Ohio, I think, is like where we are. Is it wintry, snowy? So it's not snowy. It's actually rainy. And oh. it's like 40 Fahrenheit um, oh. right now. But it will, like, as the as January goes on into February, I'm sure we'll get snow. <laughs> wow. We yeah. had mine. I had to look it up because... It was so cold. It was minus 35 Celsius, but that's so cold. That's also minus 35 Fahrenheit. Ooh, like it's so cool. cold that they're like, we're just going to call it the same. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, no, that's when the temperature you. becomes the same. Yeah. No, it, it, no thank you. It's I'll skip great. this one. Yeah. It's right. not great. Um, what it's warm today. It's minus five today or something. Oh, that's yeah, it's warm. Three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like balmy. Yeah. <laughs> minus Minus five Celsius? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. I know. It's still too cold. Like, I'm going to move to Ohio by the sounds of it. Yeah. Like, I'll take rain. (laughs) I I think it's the same here, like in Ohio. We are, Mm -hmm. um, today it was like seven degrees Celsius. Okay. So I think it's around 40 as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just needed to get cold enough to kill some of the big bugs like you hear in Australia because it never gets cold. The bugs get really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I needed to be cold enough to kill the bugs, but like not not minus 35. No. Wow, that's cold. I think that if you sneeze, it's frozen like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My partner and I have gone out to walk the dogs, but you have to do just like five short walks a day because it's so cold. Yeah. And like I'll wear like a like a scarf up around my nose, but the steam from my breath makes my eyelashes freeze. Dang. Oh my goodness. I know. It's a not definite good. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I know. The whole time I'm like, this well, is... it's like, why do we live here? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, but. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking to relocate, I guess. How much cold can a human being handle? Yeah. I, yeah minus I 35. Yeah. That's when they say it's it's too dangerous. But usually when it's about minus 18, they don't let the kids go out for recess and things like that. Like it's too cold. Yeah. Minus mm-hmm. 35 is like extreme. So how many layers do like, you wear? Not oh. enough. I Like I'll usually wear like tights, sweatpants, t-shirt, long sleeve shirt, winter jacket, and then like a scarf, a toque or a beanie and That's so yeah, gloves i know <laughs> i just I know. got hot thinking of all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah we're so excited so i think we should just get into it i'd love for you guys to introduce yourselves tell us each a little bit about you and then you kind of both have unique but similar stories and then the story of like how you guys sort of connected with each other oh yeah sounds great my name is miriam Baldwin. I was born in South America, Suriname, but I've been living in the Netherlands for more than 30 years now. I'm a wife, I'm a caregiver, I'm a motivational speaker, I'm a coach, caregiver coach, and also an author. I met my husband in 1998, so that's more than... 23 years mm-hmm. now. Oh my God, 98 still feels like 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, it feels like 10 years. It's, you know, it, time has gone by so fast. It's yeah. unbelievable. So he was a diabetic and we weren't dating for not even a year when he started suffering from kidney failure. We were traveling around the world because we were both addicted to traveling. <laughs> and when we heard the news... It was like, okay, what does kidney failure mean? I didn't know anything about kidney failure. And it was so, how do you say that in English? Abrupt? Is that the word? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Suddenly that he heard the news because he didn't, he wasn't told before that he, his kidneys were, weren't doing good. So it, he was like, what are you saying? When he heard it, it was only functioning for on, uh, for only 17%, <gasps> one seven. So I, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Okay. And that this was the first time that I had to leave him in the hospital since we met. The next four years were full of hospital in, hospital out, peritoneal dialysis first. He had peritonitis so many times, I think at least 10 times. So when he had peritonitis, we knew it from the beginning because his urine was kind of blurry, kind of, oh. there were, there was white stuff and he had a lot of pain, a lot of pain. So he went to the hospital so many times that we lost count. Wow. In the meantime, his eyes were also, um, how do you say that? Getting, um, his sight was getting bad. because of the diabetes yeah so his eyes were lasered at least 10 times or more i don't remember how many times he had many eye surgeries after that because of the peritonitis they told him you should do hemodialysis otherwise you can't get a transplant surgery at a certain point he did hemodialysis a dialysis sorry and that meant three times per week after work he went to the hospital and then was on a he was on a machine for four 
hours each time. Wow. And Better he was working four. through all of this? Yes. On the days he, he um, had his treatment, he worked in the morning and then in the afternoon he went to the hospital for treatment. Wow. In the beginning, he drove himself until one day after the treatment. Luckily, he was downstairs. He was on his way to the car when the shunt opened again and the blood was gushing out of his arm. Oh, no. I was so scared because he called me and told me what had happened. So I filled the bathtub with cold water. So when he arrived, we could put his clothes work. The blood was all over his clothes, of oh. course. And this is the easiest way to get blood out of clothes, cold water. So that's when I decided that I should bring him and pick him up. Oh so that was extra for me to, uh, except for working full-time, being the caregiver, the cook, the cleaner, the driver, you know, and I didn't, I didn't take good care of myself in yeah. those years. And the result was that I burnt out. Yeah. And they found out after his kidney pancreas transplant surgery, a social worker asked me uh, the simple question, Miriam, how are you doing? How are you feeling? That's when I broke mm -hmm. and I started to cry. I sobbed for 15 minutes. I couldn't stop. Martin, my husband, he said, oh my gosh, this is, this is very hard for me to see you like this Yeah, because you've been trying so hard. What if I take care of you and you take care of me? And that's when I started crying again. Yeah. You know, I didn't want him to see me like this yeah. because like Ashley and I often say, I was the super shiro. I thought I was the super shiro and yes. I thought I didn't need any help. When I came home that uh, day, after we talked to the social worker, I looked in the mirror and I asked myself the question, Miriam, what are you going to do for you? Oof. I couldn't answer. I looked at myself, but I, I knew the answer, but I couldn't get those words out of my mouth. And the next day, Martin and I had a conversation and I told him, you know what, I'm going to leave for a week and go to my home country because I need to do something. I, I don't know where to start, but I need to figure out how to take care of myself. Yeah. So I left him. It was Christmas. His birthday is December 23rd. And I think I left on December 21st and I went away. And did he have somebody to help him? Yes, he was. He was still in the hospital. Oh, so okay. the whole family could visit him. He wasn't alone. But I felt like I left him alone. And that was not the case. Not at all. Yeah. So when right. I arrived at the airport, my mom looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, my child, Aww. you need to rest. You need to rest. As, and as I'm telling you this right now, I'm, I'm still getting goosebumps yeah. because I, I can still see my late mom, how she, you know, she was so worried when she saw me. You know, I slept, I cried, I thought of so many things. And it didn't happen overnight, but I was able to find techniques and tools. Did you know you were burning out before you burnt out? No. It was just like, it was I thought, I thought it was normal to feel like this. Yeah. It was normal to be exhausted. It was normal to feel guilty. It was normal to, you know, feel like this. Yeah. There was a lot of anxiety, especially when he, he got those hypos in the middle of the night. That was very scary because one of those times I had to call 911. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> when I think of all those events we've gone through, he has, he has gone through yeah. the episodes. I'm still blown away that, you know, we were able to manage to cope with it. 
I know when you look back, hindsight, I always feel is like, oh, I can't believe that we survived all of that. Yeah. Is he okay now? Is he better? He is. He is. He needed two surgeries for the transplant. So within three months, he had another uh, six-hour surgery. And thankfully, his he is doing wonderful. His yeah. kidney and pancreas are doing wonderful. But after those uh, two surgeries, Martin had many more surgeries. His eyes, his ankle broke. Oh, my God. Uh, he needed orthopedic shoes because his ankle surgery didn't go as planned. Yeah, being a caregiver for more than 20 years, it's, it's, I've learned a lot. And because of, what I've, because of what I've learned after my burnout, I was able to prevent another burnout when in 2012, I was at the office and Martin called me. You have to call your brother right now. I said, why should I call my brother? I'm at the office. He said, please, I'm driving to his home right now. Call him. And when I called Patrick, his name is Patrick, he was talking strange. And I hung up within five seconds and called the paramedics. And Patrick had a stroke while I was talking to oh him. Oh, my God. When I arrived there at his apartment, the firemen, the paramedics, the police, every you know, his kids were there. And I was really worried. The first thing that crossed my mind was, okay, I think I need to plan a funeral. He's not going to make it. How old was he when he had the stroke? Uh, 46. Oh, that feels young. It is. It is. So, you know, the first two weeks were very tough because we simply didn't know if he would make it. So Patrick had a lot of months of rehab. He needed to learn to talk again, walk again, how to move from, from a wheelchair to a car, to his bed. He, he needed to move because his apartment where he was living wasn't suitable for someone with a wheelchair. So we had to arrange a lot of things. But I felt the exhaustion again. I felt the stress again. I went to the hospital every day to shower my brother. So there was embarrassment. There was awkwardness. There was shyness. Both of us. Yeah. It's not normal for, you know, shower your brother or your sister. Yeah. You know, if it's two girls, it's okay. Yeah. But my brother, I, I, it's not... I wasn't used to see him seeing him naked. When I asked him, are you okay with me showering you? He couldn't talk and he, he mumbled something and then looked away. Oh. So that's when I knew that he felt awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And then I explained, I told him, you know, bro, your hygiene is so important. It's yeah. so important. And if, if, if we shower you every day, you might recover sooner. Yeah. What do you think? And he shook his head like, yeah, yeah. And then jumped up because he couldn't talk. Yeah. And that's when I started. I asked the nurses and the doctors if it was okay. He still had a catheter. uh, Catheter. Yeah, catheter, yeah. He still had um, IV. He was paralyzed. And they had a special bed, a shower bed for disabled. Yeah. For the disabled. And that's how we did it. In the hospital, his left hand was still functioning. So I told him, you got to brush your teeth and and you're going to do it yourself. And he looked like, what do you mean? (laughs) You know, it still works. You got to do it yourself, bro. I can do everything for you. And in the meantime, I will take care of something else. And, (laughs) but he put the uh, toothbrush backward oh no and then he looked at me like okay you asked me to do this so what now oh <laughs> so no that's how, yeah that's how the he knew that it belonged in his mouth yeah but he didn't know what to do with it 
and it, that also goes for a pen. Yeah. They asked him, do you know what this is? And then he shook his head, yes. What is it called? He didn't know it, and then he did this with his hand. Yeah. That he, he could write with it. So, yeah, it was it was a long journey, and I was really, exo- really exhausted, but I chose to leave for a 10-day vacation with Martin. Yeah. Because Martin also needed attention. I needed to take care of myself, and I asked... The rest of the family for help yeah do you think did a lot of the family think ah like Miriam's got this yeah Miriam's got this yeah and Martin saw that I was getting exhausted again and he said Mm-mm, it's not gonna happen again and I said mm-hmm. I felt it myself yeah. and uh, I said okay she is good in cooking she is good in this she is good in that and then I started asking the right people for the right thing yeah mm-hmm. and that's when i left for 10 days and during uh my vacation i i was sick yeah because of course so much so i was a little late but <laughs> yeah i could prevent another burnout and i started with my meditation again my journaling um all of those tiny things you know breathing exercises and that's how miriam came back as a fully loaded (laughs) woman who could take better care of her brother and her husband and herself. Yeah. And how did you, how did you learn that? Was it, did you get resources from the social worker? Yeah, I only got a few. Most of the things I discovered myself. I had heard of meditation. I didn't know what it was. And I started doing meditation. In the beginning, it was very hard for me because I couldn't concentrate. I was distracted. I was concerned. Oh, how's Martin doing? Is he downstairs? I don't hear a thing. What is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) I had to get used to meditation and concentrate on my breathing and visualizing what I wanted. And as soon as I discovered that it worked, I was like, hey, those five minutes, I'm going to try 10 minutes. And 10 minutes, oh, I'm going to try 15 minutes. So that's how I build it up. Yeah. And the journaling I still do every morning, three only three to five minutes. Yeah. This morning when I was journaling, I was, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to talk to Carly. Michelle, <laughs> later. So. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I feel so honored yeah. that we're in your journal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So <laughs> there are so many things uh, you can do to take care of yourself. Many people ask uh, both Ashley and I, what should we do? Do something you enjoy. The first thing I ask what do you enjoy doing what what brings a smile to your face what brings you peace and ease yeah it's it's different for everyone and it doesn't matter you know martin enjoys listening to music so do i and it doesn't matter what sort of music it depends on my mood Mm -hmm. my husband always used to say and it's common phrasing like put on your oxygen mask before you put on anyone else's yeah and i have always had such a hard time with that because I have five kids and I had twins after I had three. Everything's always been so chaotic and to be able to like find time for myself feels impossible. And then after he died, I'm, I really feel like I don't know what I like to do. I don't know when I have time to do it. I don't know how to find the time to do it. So it's really difficult to give myself that, that time. 
I feel like I often have to remind you that like, if your house is a mess, it'll be a mess in 30 minutes. If you take 30 minutes to like have a shower or, you know, like rather than burning out, but like taking time to do those things. Yeah. Michelle, can I ask you something? Is there a specific time when your kids wake up in the morning? Yeah. Usually around seven, seven 30. And is it possible for you to wake up at five 30? Her face right now. <laughs> I, did it, I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. You know why I ask you? I started at 7.30 at the office while mm-hmm. Martin was um, in the hospital. So I woke up. Usually I woke up at 6. Then I decided that I would wake up at 5 mm-hmm. to have some time mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It was hard in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Five, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. But when I discovered what it did for me, how I felt spending one hour taking the time for myself, I could start the day very easily. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely something that I should try because I find like, oh, well, I'll just take my time at night, like after the kids are in bed. But my my kids are getting older and they're not going to bed, you know, at typical eight o'clock like they used mm-hmm. to. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> now they're going to bed at nine thirty, ten, And then by that time, I'm like, I'm, I want to go to bed, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I do think yeah. I need to start earlier instead of trying yeah. to do it later. Yeah. That's why I asked you what time they wake up because people with kids, I often tell them, try to do it in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try yeah. to charge your battery in the morning Mm -hmm. just a breathing exercise Wim Hof is a Dutch guy I do his breathing exercise every day it's only 11 minutes oh wow three rounds in the beginning when I started I could hold my breath for 20 seconds Mm -hmm. and now I can hold my breath for almost two minutes wow my god that's wild oh we'll have to I recommend Wim Hof yeah absolutely yeah I'll get you to like send me the Iceman the Iceman, oh. I think he's he's got over one million followers on Instagram. And Martin does his uh, his exercise every day, and Martin can hold his breath for three minutes. What Martin discovered is that his blood pressure is way more better. He's feeling so good. The doctors tell Martin, "I wish all my patients were like you." Wow! Wow! For a transplant. Yeah. 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 What you what you will feel is that. In the beginning, you're, you you might feel a bit dizzy. That was my experience. After that, when I don't do the exercise, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something today. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you haven't brushed your teeth. So I really would recommend that in yeah. the morning. I'm going to look into that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Try I can to get send you the link these later. Kids. Yeah. Send the yeah. link and we'll maybe add the link into our show notes so people yeah. can like find out about it. I love that. So Ashley, who's Ashley? Hello, hello again. Yeah, I am a wife, caregiver, event planner, author, and motivational speaker as well. Uh, I am a wife to a cancer warrior and champion. Uh, Our journey started in 2017, January 1st, 2017. He proposed to me at uh, Disney in front of Cinderella's castle. So I was telling him, I feel like he kind of tricked me because I'm obsessed with Disney. (laughs) And how was I going to say no? (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> how was I supposed to say no to that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did it, and then the fireworks started going off, and I was just so overwhelmed. I didn't even give him oh an answer God. for like 15 minutes. And still to this day, he gives me a hard time about that because he's like, I waited for 15 minutes to hear whether you're going to say yes or watch no, the and fireworks. I was sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After the fireworks. You're like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I perf like I timed this perfectly so that like there was not gonna be, you know, any kind of doubt. I was just so overwhelmed with all the things. So um, but I did say yes. And then March of March twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen, so about two and a half months after he proposed, he was diagnosed with a rare cancer in stage four. Um, so we were in the midst of planning our engagement party and we totally had to shift gears. Right. So it was, it was hard. Um, I was 31, he was 37 at the time. So I didn't know anyone else that, you know, was in in my same predicament. So we had to change gears from planning that engagement party to planning, when I was going to take him to his doctor's appointments and treatments, um, since his hospital is an hour and a half one way from us, instantly I became, you know, the everything. I became um, the sole breadwinner because his job was literally to get treatment. His treatment took eight to ten hours a day, Monday through Friday. Wow. So that was his job. <laughs> I was driving him everywhere. So his chauffeur cooking, cleaning became this like pseudo nurse because by no means that I have any medical background. My background is in business. There's a lot of trial and error (laughs) Um, and making up things (laughs) because (laughs) there was times that I had no clue what was happening. Neither did he. We just figured it out together. Um, you know, in the midst of my, my caregiving journey with Troy, I was also planning our wedding. So, which can be in itself agonizing and stressful, um, but adding on to it with anticipatory grief, because I knew, I knew full on that I was planning a wedding with and for someone that I might not be able to actually marry. Did he have like sort of a 50-50 prognosis or? So uh, the doctors, because of the rarity of the placement, like the doctors couldn't really give me a figure. So of course I turned to my own limited research that I could figure out. And a lot of the publications I could find online for the type of cancer he had, it was not good. So I shut down my yeah. my research that I was doing. I was going to say, found, don't Google it. Don't Google it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was I was you know going through all kinds of different doctors' reports and people that have studied this type of cancer and thirty percent chance of survival. Oh. Um, that's what I kept seeing because of the yeah. the placement and the stage that it got diagnosed in. I never told him. He didn't know that figure until later. But it shook me. So <laughs> I and I didn't want to tell him that because I didn't want to give him any more stress <laughs> than what yeah. he was already under. He didn't he never saw me cry. He never heard me complain. I saved all that for the shower. 
or from my mom's lap, my mom's shoulder. One of my very good friends, I would call and text my, one of my um, favorite cousins, I would call and text her and we would just, sometimes they would just allow me to cry on the phone with them with no judgment. It was a lot going on. I asked him multiple times if we could postpone the wedding. You know, maybe we could move it a a year or two down the road. I'm not saying I don't want to marry you because I do. No one gets or matches my crazy like Troy. (laughs) (laughs) So that was not a factor of whether I wanted to to not marry him because uh, people ask me that a lot. Why did I stay? What made me stay? That's it. My my hope and faith and love for him, Aww. with him, to grow with him. You know, not necessarily knowing if I'm going to grow old with him, but just to go down this path, this journey with him. He refused to postpone the wedding. He's so good with money. So we had already like put down our deposit on a venue. <laughs> we had already had like you know, our save the dates printed up. He's like, we've already spent so much money on, on wedding planning so far <laughs> for this like date. Like we're not wasting that money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like so adamant about keeping the date because it gave him something to look forward to. Right. He, right. he yeah. told me multiple times that he was taking the treatment to get to see me walk down the aisle on that date. Oh. So I was like, well, I can't, I mean, what can I say to that? Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) you already made him wait long enough at the fireworks. Okay, listen and let let Troy tell the story of our love story, and he makes me sound like a doll. But (laughs) (laughs) I will say he did chase me. I gave him a thorough chase. He chased me (laughs) for five or six years. Wow. Yes. He waited a very long time for me. So in his mind, he's like, uh-uh, I don't care cancer or not. You said, yes, yeah. we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> that was a legal contract. Yeah. yeah. In, in his mind, the ver- it was already verbally done. We just had to show yes. our family yeah. friends. <laughs> he was like, no, I, I want to get married, you know, on this date is very important to me. It's important for me, you know, as I'm sitting here in this chair, getting this treatment, I want to go forward with our plans. I said, okay, you know, all the meanwhile, throughout 2017, taking him to and from these appointments, hearing the diet, you know, the prognosis of everything happening. And, you know, I, we used to be avid runners. Mm-hmm. So I was slim thick, you know, <laughs> I, I had I had started gaining weight because we instead of getting up early in the morning to run, we were getting up early to hit the highway. Yeah. So I had started gaining weight. I was getting moody. I lost myself in his treatment. Mm-hmm. I stopped reading. I didn't travel as much, uh, which are huge passions of mine. And I put all of me into to him and his treatment because that's what that's what you do as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought yeah. you did. That was what was normal. That is what was taught to me when I watched my mom help her mom battle her cancer fight. I saw my mom pour all of her into her mom's cancer journey. When we got to the point of the chemotherapy and the radiation, it was working until it wasn't. About October of 2017 is when the doctor said, we got to figure out 
a different way to come at this tumor because it would shrink, but then it would come back full force. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I mentioned where it was. Uh, The placement of it is what made it rare. It was in his nasal cavity. So, and you could, you could see, you could see something was, was wrong. So December of 2017, he went through a major surgery Um, Of course, they told us all the benefits versus the consequences. And we were just at the point like, dude, just go in there and cut it out. Yeah, We don't care about the consequences. But the consequences Mm. that they told us, they all happened. (laughs) Except for for death. When they opened him up, they realized how much damage the tumor had done. So they had to remove his left eye, his left nostril, and a part of his skull. Wow. Yeah, to get this tumor out and make sure that it wouldn't come back. And we hadn't been married yet. We we weren't married yet. You know, we haven't taken the vow in sickness and health. So I, yeah. I leave him one way, come to see him another way. I almost faint when we go in because there's, there's just all these tubes and blood and he's missing things. <laughs> yeah. And my mom like caught me and took me out in the hallway so I could kind of gather myself. Cause I never wanted Troy to see me weak or yeah, what I thought yeah. was weak. It's okay to cry. I know that now yeah. I didn't ever want him to see me cry. Cause I mm-hmm. thought it was a form of weakness. So when I gathered myself, I had to reassure him through the coming days, the coming weeks after his surgery, I've got you. I'm still here. I'm still going to marry you because we go into 2018 now. I'm still going to marry you in six months, eight months. I'm still going to marry you. I'm here. I've got you because he felt like a monster and he just kept telling me that he's like, I'm I'm a monster. Why would you want to, you know, go through with it? I'm like, forget all that. You're here. (laughs) So he has to go through more chemotherapy and radiation because they want to make sure that they've, got all the microscopic cancer cells. So which brings us to August of 2018. Uh, they, his, his doctor team are, they're very wonderful. They stopped his treatment like two weeks before the wedding. So he wouldn't be completely sick <laughs> um, so that we could have a good wedding day. And we did get married. And when we came back from our honeymoon, we had test results waiting for us. Again, I'm glad I had my mom with us at that appointment because when his oncologist came to speak with us, they mentioned that, you know, the first thing she said was sorry. And I just knew after that it was not going to be good. So they told us that the tumor was growing again, but this time it was different because he's exhausted all of the chemotherapy for head and neck cancer. And he also is never allowed to get any more radiation in his head and neck region. He has had his lifetime full of radiation for head and neck. Wow. So like we got married, we came back from paradise to hear this news and I, I lose it, but I hear Troy yell and it made me snap. And he said, yeah, no, she finally married me. Um, I'm not going out like that. Hell no. You know, um, he, he was, you know, that's what he, that was just his immediate reaction. He said, no, go find something for me, please. Sur- another surgery. Like he begged. They they did end up doing another surgery. 
down the um, within like a month, and they took out it's scar tissue, and it's still something I still can't process all the way. But this scar tissue acts as tumor on an MRI if they all the MRIs kept showing it as tumor, but it was actually scar tissue, and they can't tell oh. that until they open you up. They removed the scar tissue, but this time, because the skull bone was, some of it was gone, the scar tissue broke through the rest of the skull bone and entered into his brain. So they had to remove more of his skull bone and then a portion of his brain. Oh my God. This is all before this man turned 40. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. He is my cancer warrior and I call him my cancer champion because he had to go through more. He went through immunotherapy. They consider it chemotherapy, but it's not again, still something I don't understand. A lot of things because I'm not medically trained. I don't understand. Yeah. Whatever you got to do to make sure my husband lives that that's where I was with it. So he had to go through immunotherapy, um, which brought us to March of 2020 when he was deemed cancer free. What a day that was. (laughs) Um, he he was deemed cancer free finally and it was something that we had hoped and prayed for obviously for so long um then i kind of found myself in this position where i was burnt out yeah i i was tired overweight upset not upset with him upset with cancer cuz cancer had just upheaved what life had looked like for us yeah, because it's not what I had pictured and I'm a planner by heart. Like, yeah. And it, that was not my plan. You know, that, that was not what I thought was going to happen. So I, I just did a lot of thinking, a lot of crying. And I came to the realization that doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, which is insanity um, was not yeah. going to work for me anymore. So I invested in myself and I hired a business coach to kind of guide me what Ashley actually wants because Ashley put herself into Troy and didn't know what Ashley wanted. So mm-hmm. I finally turned my pain points into a purposeful approach. And that's when I launched in July of 2020, I launched Timeless Dream Events where we help uh, the terminally and chronically ill and their loved ones have any kind of celebration of love and life, whether that be weddings, birthdays, celebrations of life. Yeah. Started speaking out about my caregiver journey because, um, especially with millennial caregivers, because I want other 30 year olds, 20 year olds, 40 year olds to know you're not alone. I know this is not what you thought your 20s through 40s was going to look like, (laughs) but there are tools that I learned to get through, you know, caregiver burnout that you don't even have to go to the burnout stage. Like you can use these tools now. And as I started speaking out about my experience on Facebook, because I have a Facebook community, caregiver support community on Facebook, Miriam happened to join it. We started talking um, off, you know, privately and just found out that she loves to travel. She loves to eat her way around the world. You know, she, <laughs> she, she's a caregiver to her husband. We have just so much alike and we find still to this day, even though we've known each other for well over a year now, 
we still find things yeah. that we it's kind of scary how alike we are. Like I keep saying, yeah. like we we got separated at birth somehow. Like our mothers, yeah. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. We just started on this path. Like, okay, we want to help other caregivers together, um, whether that's through our mm-hmm. written word or our word of mouth, whatever. However, she encouraged me to pick up my pen because I had told her. I had started writing my experiences into a book, but I shoved it to the side because I said, well, who wants to read my story? I mean, mm. who wants to read that? And she said, everybody should. <laughs> yeah. So she encouraged <laughs> me to pick up my pen and I did publish my, my book in uh, June of 2021 along this podcasting adventure with, with her as well, just helping other caregivers as, as we can and as we should. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Wow. And you guys have never met in person. Never met in person. Not but you're going to know when we do. You're going to know yeah, when we absolutely. do. It's going to be Listen, freaky. Like, yep. We're going to break the internet. Like, <laughs> we're going to end up probably in airport security office because we are going to break so much noise when we meet each other. Your husbands yeah. are going to be like, oh, Lord, they're together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Troy's already said, I'm staying at home because I don't have bail money for the both of us. <laughs> Martin says the same. And, you know, Ashley's so right. We we have so many things in common, even our honeymoon. Uh-huh. She, she and uh, Troy went to Hawaii. So did we. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. Sometimes yeah. it's very scary, but you know, oh, my book was published on June 10th, 2021 and hers June 18th. Wow. Eight days later. We are so dedicated. We are so, you know, we empower each other to yeah. help fellow caregivers, but also non-caregivers, but because burnout um, doesn't say you're a caregiver and you are not. So no. I'm only going to caregivers. No, it, that's not the way it mm. works. We have discovered that doing podcast interviews uh, together, first of all, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Many podcasters don't have two guests at the same time. And this is a perfect way for us to share our story and help other people. Yeah. Because Many caregivers don't talk about their burnout, their mm-hmm. stress, anxiety, because they are afraid of being judged. Yeah, absolutely. We were there, you know, so that's why we decided, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. And I started my coaching um, program in August 2020 as well. At the same time, like timeless dream events, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's amazing. Everybody's story is unique. Yeah. My journey is not your journey, but the struggles are the same. I think it's so important, like you said, to kind of have caregivers understand that it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. It's so important that more people understand what caregivers go through and what they need to do for themselves as well. You don't know what someone is going through until you walk in their shoes. You know, um, I've had multiple friends. I I lost my dad 10 years ago, very suddenly. And, you know, I've had friends that helped me through the, the experience when they lose their parent, they come back to me and say, you know what, Mm -hmm. we helped you 
you know, when you cried, we had that shoulder there, but we did not understand until my own father Mm -hmm. or my own mother passed what exactly you're feeling. And I hate the feeling. And (laughs) so I I said all that to say, like, you don't know what a caregiver is going through. And and I like to, to state on podcasts, like, you know, we're not nurses, we're not doctors. We don't get to, to shut it off. Like, figuratively and literally clock out and come home we are home yeah our patient is at home with us <laughs> or you know yeah, we live very close to the to to the person we're caring for we don't get to shut it off we're on call 24 7 365 yeah mm-hmm. and not paid <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, you, and you say like you know you'll never understand it until you're experienced it, but you hope that they never have to experience it. Right. Like right. You, know, you don't want to wish that on anybody, but you, you wish that they had more understanding. Yeah. And you know what? There are only four kind of people on this planet. People who were a caregiver, who are a caregiver now, who will be a caregiver someday mm-hmm. and who will need a caregiver. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's very true. It's so important. Um, There are so many techniques and tools you can use to have more ease each day. Mm -hmm. Even if it means that, for instance, you, Michelle, with five children, I hope you have a place in your home where you can, even if it means uh, that you have to go to the toilet, (laughs) (laughs) have five to ten minutes for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, a, a toilet mat which says it's possible. I'm just making this up. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, does it make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just so you can have time for yourself, just sit there. If you have, I, you know, especially people with children mm-hmm. don't have a place in their home where they can just breathe. Yes, that's one of the things I've struggled with is even setting up boundaries with my own children, because. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about setting up boundaries with toxic friends or family members or things like that. But to think about setting up a boundary with my kids, it's like I'm, I don't know, I'm not doing what I should do. your heart. Yeah. yeah. And so, Michelle. yeah, no, I'm even just like my bed this morning, I had two kids in my bed with me and I'm sick, you know, yeah. and it's like, so to not even be able to like set up a boundary that way to be like, this is my bed. This is what I need. Like I mm-hmm. I struggle with, I really struggle with that. Yeah, I I totally get you. But on the other hand, if you set boundaries, you are showing, you are teaching Mm -hmm. your children how to do it when they are not feeling well. Yes. How they should set boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I I agree. I need to... I'm not saying I agree with everything (laughs) that these ladies are saying, Michelle, but... Carling's like, I've literally been telling you this... Otherwise, your kids might think later, oh, if I'm sick, it's okay for me to keep going. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. <sighs> Dropping these I nuggets, Mario. I know. I love it. I know. <laughs> I know. You guys can have your own podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And so actually what, so Miriam talked about sort of like what recharges her battery. What do you do? What does Ashley do for you, Ashley? So I finally found my way back to reading 
Troy, my husband, just he laughs at me because I get a new book almost weekly from Amazon now. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, he's like, we have no room. I and I know I'm so sorry. I can't help myself. But <laughs> have you heard um, so of a I, library? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And 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 the sad part is, I do frequent. I frequent our local library too. So I mean, it's both. I um, found my way back to reading. I do want to pick up my pen again and start writing again. And, you know, just as much as I want to travel as I used to because of the pandemic, I I can't. So I find myself reading books about different decades or different countries so I can kind of transport myself from my couch Mm -hmm. to somewhere else. Yeah, There's, you know, different times in the day when we might feel kind of jittery or anxious. Troy and I will get up and have a dance party for five or 10 minutes. We'll sing, you know, we'll sing. Sometimes if I need to just be alone, I'll close my door and my office door. And he knows like, that's just my time that I need. Other times there might be times I go out to my car and crank up my music and, you know, sing along. Sometimes I find myself cranking my seat back so he can't see me if he tries to look out the window. You know, sometimes you just need to be alone. And because he's home and I work from home, sometimes you just need to have those boundaries. Like, okay, I need some like me, me time where you need to be gone somewhere, like in a different room. You have to have that self-love so that you can love the other person. You know, I like the oxygen mask. We oftentimes hear the you know fill your own cup so that you can fill up others and it's that's so real because I learned that if I didn't take care of me and if I ended up in the hospital who was going to take care of Troy like me nobody was going to take care of that man care that man like I do so yeah I have to make sure and not just body but my mind and my spirit too because your mind can take over and control what's happening with you physically too so I I try to keep a clear mind as well as as much as possible therapy is also good you know therapy is great yeah did your partners recognize that you were burning out and and do they sort of like support you filling your cup and doing what you need to do well, Martin was so busy with his re- own recovery. He had been a diabetic for almost 40 years. Wow. No, uh, 30 years, sorry. It was kind of strange for him that he didn't need insulin every day, you know. Yeah. He was so busy with his own recovery, coping with his illness, because most of the time he felt really sick, yeah. especially after dialysis. When I started crying, it was also a wake-up call for him. Like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I think he saw it, but like I said before, he was so busy with his own recovery and trying to survive. Yeah. It really. And what about yeah. for you, Ashley? Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I did take a trip right before his first big surgery back in 2017. Because one day <laughs> he looked at me, he was like, girl, you need to do something. Um, (laughs) or like do you need a trip because maybe you should look into taking one I'm like dang but at the same time (laughs) he knows me so well because I do use travel as an escape I always have because I'm from a small town 
by like big city things. So it was confirmed and backed up by my mom because she also mentioned maybe you should take one of your solo trips, you know, kind of yeah. like boing, boing. Like yeah, maybe wink, we'll wink get today thing, type right. thing. So yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I took the advice. I still was so dialed into him, though, and what was happening while I was gone that I wasn't in the midst of my trip, which I realized it did ease the tension and anxiety, but I didn't realize I had a full blown out caregiver burnout until after the surgery, the first big surgery he had. But I'm grateful that he allows me the space. Um, Even to this day, he'll ask me like, do you have any trips planned for this year? Or, you know, are you going somewhere? Like, are you going solo? Are you calling one of your friends? Because, and, and, you know, like when I'm gone, it gives him his space that he wants to. Yeah. And has it not been for COVID, he would go too because he's gone on solo trips himself. That's just wow. how we kind of operate. And it's, yeah, Martin has the same, you know, sometimes he asks me, shouldn't you go visit your sister? In <laughs> I, you yeah. haven't seen her for quite a while. Yeah, yeah see, they're or, not right. Uh, Our husbands ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> So where can people find both of you, each of you, um, with your books? And I know that you guys are on TikTok because I like them all the time. <laughs> What's the best way for people to connect with you and find you? We are all over the place. We are on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all Miriam Baldwin, YouTube, Miriam Baldwin, my website, MiriamBaldwin.com. I'm working on a 21-day program for caregivers right now, so stay tuned. Awesome. Soon. I also offer a six-week online program one-on-one mostly. I thought it would be easier for other caregivers to do the 21-day program. Absolutely. So each day you will receive a video, just a short video with action steps. Wow. I like that. And this way you can work on your own uh, well-being. My book is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. It's everywhere. I told you before, we are all over the place. (laughs) I do have free resources on my website as well, self-care tips and a document where I talk about the best kept secrets to be healthy caregiver. Wow. And then Ashley, what about you? You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, at Timeless Dream Events. I am on Clubhouse, Timeless Dream, LinkedIn under my name, Ashley Jackson. My book can be uh, Lost Travel Found, can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target's websites. And if you w- would like a you know personal uh, personalized signed copy, my website is www.timelessstreamevents.com. Goodness. Uh, also, I just recently won caregiving.com's their Inspired Innovator Award for oh, my Timeless Dream Events company and the work that I'm doing 
through my company. So I'm kind of a little bit just everywhere at this point. Yeah. I'm just blessed to be able to share my story with the likes of, with my sister, Miriam, and keeping forging this pathway that we're, we're making for caregivers that want to, to join our journey. That's amazing. Well, we'll tag all of that in our show notes and on Instagram and Facebook. We have never figured out Twitter. It is like (laughs) so far over our heads. Twitter scares me. I know. I'm always like, should we do Twitter? And then we're like, no, we don't know. We don't know. What to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. And then maybe, on, so over on our Patreon, we do giveaways. Maybe we'll get a couple of your books and we'll do a giveaway to our patrons. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Thank you guys both so much for being so candid with your stories. Awesome. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. Holy smokes. Miriam and Ashley. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Michelle, are you going to take their advice? I am. Okay. Like I want you waking up at 5 a.m. That's okay. Six. I was thinking like six, six thirty. Yeah. Just to give yourself a little bit of time to like get ready. Yeah. Watch some TikToks. Yeah. Just have your morning. I agree. And then we need to look up this guy's breathing techniques. I know. Like if it only takes a few minutes but a day. what if I can't do it because my nostrils are too small? Well, <laughs> I think we need to do a video of you trying it and report back. Oh my gosh. See, your arms are too short and my nostrils are too small. We're just a mess. But we have our own podcast. So I mean, yeah. who's winning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was so amazing to talk to them. And I even like talked to my therapist about the stuff that we chatted about, like about me needing to, you know, do things for myself, like find, find time for myself and find a space for myself. So I'm moving soon. So I think that'll be a good kickstart to be like, this is my space in the new house. Like Like, get out, set up the boundaries immediately. And yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Should you play that song? Is it Jojo that sings, get out, leave right now. It's the end end of of you and me. Yeah. Every time your kids come in. I should. I should have like a trigger that if they cross the threshold of my room. Yeah. That starts playing. Yeah. Anyway, I hope everybody checks out their book. I hope everybody checks out their websites, Mm -hmm. their social media. They are seriously some of the loveliest humans it was so amazing to chat with them. And I love that they're like besties and they've never met, I but they know. like connected and they live on the other side of the world from each other. It's just wonderful. I love it. Me too. I feel like we need to wrap this outro up because our intro was so long. I know. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, not sorry. We just had a lot to say. We did. I mean, sometimes. We what just... am I going to cut out? The mouth breathing? No. No. The dog poop lady? No. No. So maybe I shouldn't have talked. <laughs> I did talk a lot. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody enjoys their day and mm-hmm. their week. Mm-hmm. And, and their month and their year. And their month and their life. Enjoy life. Just enjoy your life, guys. And find space for you. Take care of you. Put on your oxygen mask before you help anybody else. Yeah. And yes, join our Patreon. Uh, okay. Follow us on all of the things. Yeah. I did not sign up for this. Join our Patreon. Do it. And have a great day. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.